You are listening to the End Time Podcast. We live in a time when there has been so much truth and so much deceit heralded as the Word of God. A time when the word prophet can stir so many controversial thoughts, heated conversations, and conflicted feelings. But Holy Scripture says to believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. This special series of episodes is a discussion around these thoughts and feelings. What makes a true prophet, and do they still exist? It is possible to tell the difference between the truth and the false. What is the characteristics of a true prophet and his prophecies? Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, we want to start out today, and I, I just want to take our, our Bible and go to Genesis chapter 6. And in Genesis chapter 6, I would write in verse 5 and saying, God saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth. And we know this time as, as the time of the flood where God came to judge. And he says, And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created, from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But the next verse is very um, important, in that it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That in all of the, the, the sin and all of the things that was happening in the world, in that day, there was a man who found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and this wasn't just any man. This was a very particular man that not only had found grace in the eyes of God, but he was also a prophet for that generation. And I want just even to jump down to verse um, 13. It says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the, with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and thou shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. So even in this, Noah found grace in the eyes of God, but then God began to give him something to do. In other words, he gave Noah a message. He gave Noah that this was the word of God for that day of all of the judgments that were about to be poured out upon the people, upon the every creeping thing upon every beast that God said it's just it's all wicked before me but in it he he sent always grace before that judgment he mm-hmm. sent a message forth that there was somebody who found grace in the eyes of the Lord and in that grace he began to extend it out where it wasn't just God could have I just want to throw in here God could have being that he was God taken Noah off the face of the earth killed everything else and then put Noah back on the earth He's God, yeah. but yet he gave grace that he, he gave a message out. He said, build an ark, and this, this ark was not um, a small boat. Yeah. It was not uh, a little speedboat skiff just down on the dock that Noah was just going to jump in him and his family, but it was a large construction. It was something that was... Um, going to take a period of time it was going to attract attention it was going to be peculiar it was going to um 
perhaps people would look upon it and they would mock other people would begin to reason with him different things like that but in all of it it was there to attract some attention but it was the grace of god and it says in the very next chapter chapter 7 verse 1 it said and the lord said unto noah come thou and all thy house into the ark for thee have i seen righteous before me in this generation it would have attracted the attention of the people of that day but the attraction was for a purpose and it was the message that noah was preaching if you notice god spoke to noah he didn't speak to everybody mm-hmm. god spoke to noah and he told noah go build an ark and he told noah what was happening the end of all flesh he told noah to go get in the ark he told noah what was going it was up to noah to now preach that message to everyone around it was up to him to build the boat to attract the attention of the people it was up to him to do these things because god gave him a message and that was the prophet of god because the word of the lord as we've talked about comes to the prophets and now the word of the lord comes to noah and noah begins to preach this and in preaching this he begins to live a life this isn't just words noah didn't just begin to say hey there's a a flood coming and someone should build a boat noah was living the life Noah was building a boat the way God told him to build it. There was perhaps other people that built a boat. There was perhaps other people that built different watercrafts that they thought, well, this is just as good as yours. I've made it this way. I've done this. I've done that. I think my keel's better. My buoyancy is better. I can prove to you scientifically how it's better or that's better. This is better. But God told Noah what was going to work. And Noah had the message for that day of how to be saved, how to overcome this flood that was coming, how to be saved from the judgment that was coming upon the earth. Noah had the word of the Lord, and he began to preach in that time frame. Okay, This was the time frame of Noah. If I were to jump ahead into uh, uh, Moses, Moses didn't come saying, build an ark. That wasn't Noah's message. That wasn't his time. That wasn't his period of time in, in life. God didn't come to Noah Or God didn't come to Moses and say, the end of all flesh has come. No, God came to Moses and said, I've heard the cry of my people and I'm sending, and I'm going down to deliver them and I'm sending you. God came to Isaiah through a vision and he touched Isaiah's lips with a a coal from off the altar and he, he sent Isaiah out to prophesy. He didn't come and say, go build an ark. It wasn't the time for that. There's a time for everything and God allots his word to each age. He always allots his word to each age specific for that age. So what we understand here is that God has a message for each age. So the message of Noah did not work. Right. That's what you were trying to you Didn't were work in the days of Moses. In Moses' time. Yeah. So, but one thing that I, 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 I understand uh, when we talk, you, you're talking about um, uh, the, the God sent a prophet for for in the time of Noah, it's because judgments was about to fall. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that boat that Noah built, it was designed by God, not mm-hmm. by Noah. Right. So the other boats that were in the land in that time, they were designed by man. Yeah. Well, absolutely. If you read Genesis, the rest of Genesis 6 that I didn't read, God gives Noah the blueprints. Mm-hmm. Noah doesn't build the blueprints. God gives them to him, and Noah puts them into action. But in that, that was, that was a certain period of time. That was a dispensation of time. 
that Noah was sent for that specific dispensation, yeah. which is a period of time. And now there's another prophet. If you move forward in, in time, you come to after the flood, you begin to come into Moses. And Moses now, as I said, he came with a different message mm -hmm. because it was a different dispensation. It was a different period of time. And, and God's always dealt in this way. He's always allotted his word to each age, to each dispensation to say, this is for these people. Now I've got a new, another time, and now I've got another prophet to send, another message to send for this dispensation. God always speaks through his prophets, <clears throat> and uh, he, would, he would use these periods of time uh, differently. And as Brother Tito had just shared here, uh, it was a time of judgment that God used it. It was a time of, in the time of Noah, it was a time of deliverance uh, in the time of Moses. And all that heeded what God's messenger said benefited from it. Those that heeded Noah moved into the ark and they received um, deliverance from the judgment. Those who heeded Moses' message, they were delivered from the bondage of Egypt. And it, it's been that way all through history. And uh, th this leads to God's pattern and God's way of doing things. And he does it with purpose, foreshadowing. We, we see that Moses was a foreshadow of a prophet that would come. Mm -hmm. um, like unto Moses, this was God's pattern, as we shared previously, that would lead to Jesus Christ. And how the people responded to that, to that voice in that time frame was to their benefit. If, if I can, I'll, I'll share one scripture that, that Jesus refers to, and this is regarding one of the minor prophets, but it's in Matthew 12, verses 41 and 42. And, and Jesus refers to the, the time that Jonah the prophet was on the earth. And he said, the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation. So Jesus is referring how in Jonah's time, there was a response to the word of Jonah. There was a repentance and and they they received God's voice but now Jesus brings it to his time frame and he says the men of Nineveh will rise in judgment with this generation they'll condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas and now a greater than Jonas is here and uh, he would refer to others that were the queen of the south in the time of Solomon and how she came to hear the wisdom and he's pointing to one that's greater than Solomon, greater than Jonah, and the reaction of the people became to their benefit. So this is God's way of doing things, dealing, dealing with the prophet. So there was always, he's pointing out different dispensations where there was a time yeah. that Solomon, that was, he, he was the word to that. He had the word to that day. Mm -hmm. And there was a time that Jonah, he had the word to that day. But now there's a, a different dispensation, there's a different time, there's a different message that's come, and that is, or furtherance really of the same message that's come, and that is in Jesus Christ. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it was a God's way of dealing with things, foreshadowing, 
moving forward with purpose, uh, preparing our hearts that when the greater than Jonah, the greater than, than Solomon was here, and the, greater, the greatest of all the prophets, which was God manifest in flesh, Jesus Christ. You think about what the shaping and the molding that every prophet will have to go through for different things. You look at Jonah, I mean, what he had to go through through a belly of a whale. There's, there's more maybe that, to that, but I, I heard, or I, I know of one minister that had said that when, now Moses, when he, call, when he was called by God, he was a total complete prophet, talking of Moses. And then he, he had said that when God sends a man to do anything, he completely equips him with everything that he has need of. Mm-hmm. If God calls a man to be a preacher, he puts something in him to preach with. If he calls him to be a teacher, he puts something in him to teach with. If he calls him to be a prophet, he puts something in him to see visions and to be a prophet. God always completely equips his man. And that's what he had, you know, what he'd done. And that's just what he done when he sent Moses into Egypt. He raised him up a certain way. And he schooled him in a certain way. And I'll add, he was raised in in Pharaoh's court and he was raised in all these ways and, and God allowed it. So then he later fell and killed an Egyptian and showed that, you know, by his own humanity, he couldn't do anything. All of that was a shaping and a molding to bring him to a spot where he could truly be used by God after, you know, learning all that he could from the Egyptians and then unlearning all that God could unlearn him and, and bring him to a place of perfect submission in the backside of the desert. And he had raised him up in a certain way to be that deliverer. God had brought him through all these experiences and had shaped him in a certain way and and, and, you know, even from his mother's, or even from being raised by his own mother in, in you know, just outside of Pharaoh's court, so to speak, um, there was a mother that was telling him, you know, you're raised up to be the deliverer. He knew, but then there was that purpose and that molding. But yeah, God knew how to bring exactly that perfect character out of that man that he could then use to, to bring the word to a generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm talking about, um, you know, the, the, the prophets that he sent, I just even... Um, the message that Noah will preach in his day um, and how the message is, um, you know, uh, uh, as as we'll see in that age was, was a scientific age and, and Noah was talking about rain coming down from heaven and, and here were all these scientists there and, and they were looking up and saying, you know, this thing has never happened before and uh, how could this be? So uh, the one thing I wanted to kind of point out about um, the, the, in the dispensation, the message as well that comes with the prophet, many a times it's a message that you may look at and, and it may sound very contrary to the way of life at that time. The popular thinking. The popular thinking. Yeah. It, it's very unpopular. And I just want to read a scripture here from First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse 27. I'll just read just um, a, few, a few verses here. He said, but God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised had God chosen, yeah, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. So many a times the messages that, you know, these prophets who come with in their dispensation, they sound foolish, they sound, you know, very out of the ordinary, and you find the people just reject it because, you know, Noah's there, here he is, standing there for 120 years telling people that rain is coming from heaven. And here are these great scientists, they study for years, wise people, like the scripture says here, very wise people, and they're saying, proven 
with your you know with your studies to say it is impossible what you're saying it's not real what you're saying it's not true but he had a message from god and god's message is contrary to the, the people's thinking of that day you remember john the baptist i mean he came out and this is maybe jumping ahead to the new testament but he came out gird in a loincloth or gird in however exactly he was gird and wearing things and eating locusts and wild honey and 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 he and he came out in such a way that was so different than what the religious yeah. crowd would have thought of that day yeah. the, the sadducees and the pharisees and those in jerusalem and you know the holy city and all of this and and john came out saying you know the axe is laid at the root of the tree and every tree that don't that don't bring forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire and he's talking of now the coming Christ. He's coming with a fan in his hand and he'll thoroughly purge the floor and burn up the chaff. And, you know, no wonder Jesus said there was not a man born like this. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason John was a special person, God had equipped him to be a special mm-hmm. person that was, you know, he wasn't a politician. He wasn't someone with fine speech. He wasn't mm-hmm. someone that had all kinds of nice things to say. But, you know, Jesus would say, what went you out to see? Mm-hmm. A reed shaken by the wind or... Yeah. But this was a man of God. That wasn't just what the com- you know the common way of man and the refined yeah. way of the people. He, he wasn't compromising. He what he was bringing what the Holy Ghost. He he was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Mm-hmm. The Scripture says. He he had a message to bring, and it was against the tide of completely yeah. against up upstream <laughs> yeah. of the common ideals of the people. Yeah. But God was using him. Yeah. What was the condition of the time of Noah's time? why god purpose to send a, a prophet for that generation jesus when when he spoke he said in the last days will be like a noah's time so i believe that generation was corrupt before god so that was the reason that god sent a prophet with a message right to bring his people to repentance i believe the message it's mm-hmm. is repentance you know God always wants his people to come back to his ways. So, and the message, the message of a prophet is always come back to the word of God. We understand that uh, even us as, as Christians, we always have to be filtered or checked by the word of God. Mm-hmm. And a, a prophet, a true prophet, always will point you to the word of God. And uh, and a prophet has not his own message. The message, it's always come from God. He will be always the voice of God for for his people. Absolutely, it's the voice of God to that generation. Yeah. When you were speaking, Brother Tito, and uh, speaking of the days of Noah and uh, what what God did in that day. The Bible actually um, has a scripture that that tells us to look to in the time that we live in and it's it's found in Luke chapter 17 Mm -hmm. telling us about the days of Noah telling us also about the days of Lot and the conditions that were therein and it would refer to this terminology which is called the the son of man and son of man is what was referred to as a prophet so the conditions that were previously that existed in the days of Noah would exist again 
in the earth in the end time. And, and you could find this in uh, Luke chapter 17 in verse 26. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. And it, and it tells conditions that where they would eat and drink and married and wives and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. And it, it couples this together with, in verse 28, likewise also as in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they builded. And the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone. Verse 30 says, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So this tells us that the conditions that existed previously uh, would come again. And as God's remedy in that time was the days of Noah to send a prophet, so would it be again when the conditions would rise to such a place. In order to recognize it, it's not just to look for this great prophet and great message, but also the signs of the time. You see the condition that the people are in. You begin to see it's fixing to happen. In, in Malachi 4, verse 1. Yeah, it says, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. So we've seen that where Brother Red read how Jesus talked about, as it was in the days of Noah. We know the condition, but also what happened. God sent a prophet, but what happened after? Judgment. What happened in the days of Lot? God sent a, the angel messengers down there. He sent a message, sent grace. There was a condition of the people, but yet in the end there came judgment. Mm -hmm. and now it says, And behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. That's a very um, mm. thorough consuming. Mm -hmm. That there's neither where you came from nor what's coming out. Neither root nor branch. It says, But unto you that fear that my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Now it begins to speak about what we were talking about, how what, what happened in the days of Noah, what happened in the days of Lot. There came a message. There came a sign. There came something out of it. And it says that there would arise, the Son of Righteousness would arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall, and ye shall tread down the wicked, and they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in, that, in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. Then the next verse says this in verse 4. It says, Remember ye, it begins to go back and tie into Moses. It says, Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb of all Israel with the statutes and judgments. So why, why does it go back to Moses? Well, it's a, it's a pattern, Brother Andrew. Exactly. And, and God speaks of this pattern and and, and it's God's way of doing things, how uh, he said, I will always send a prophet that will be my voice, mm -hmm. that will speak what I speak, will not look at the generation. 
but Moses was that lawgiver, yeah. and he was going to foreshadow the one that would come, right. the prophet of all prophets, which was Jesus Christ. Right. So it, 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 is, it is drawing our attention to the pattern right. that God has established. And, and, and when we see God's way of working in any generation, in any dispensation, we look, we look for that. Yeah. And, and it's important here that Moses is identified. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's another prophet identified here too, Brother Andrew. Absolutely, because that, that does bring out another. I was going to get to that right away. Because <laughs> it does bring out, like you said, it brings your, draws your attention to Moses right away. The lawgiver, which was the one that said, "There's coming another prophet likened unto me," and then he and then he brings out another prophet. Says, "Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse." Well, that's a, a massive couple verses to unload however i want to go back because now we bring on in another prophet that we haven't actually got to yet and that is elijah god bless you and thank you for listening to this episode we, we're grateful for every time that you listen you can find us on instagram at end time podcasts you can send us an email at etpodcast at etmtab.com and until next time god bless you